Oh, man. Hello, it's Sunday. And midday just means more coffee for me. This is Kofo Live and Undead. I am your host, Daniel Crozier, and I am joined by Dan and Leon of Six Feet Under Horror Fest. Oh, Dan, Leon, how are you? Awesome. Thanks for having us. Great, man. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, it, it's it's really exciting to you know, have uh, you know such a, a cool show happening in your own backyards. You guys are down in Colorado Springs. Is that right? That's right. Yep. Yep. Nice. Nice. Uh, tell us a little bit, bit about yourselves. Uh, you know, where you guys come from, and and how did you get into you know putting together your own uh, horror film fest? Yeah. So um, I'm Leon, and that's Dan. We look we look very similar. We're not brothers, although we look like we are. Um, although I think the three of us can probably be make, make right? like triplets at this point. I know. Um, <laughs> so Dan and I are both, we're both physicians. We're forensic pathologists. Um, oh, and so our day job is doing autopsies and investigating wow. murders and suicides and, and mysterious deaths. So I think we kind of, we came to that job in our lives, at least in part, um, because we grew up loving horror movies. Yeah. Um, and so that's something that, you know, we've been colleagues for a long time as well, but, but the horror movies kind of really brought us together as, as friends and then looked at a ways we could kind of turn a passion and our love for getting together with friends and family and watching scary movies into something that um, we could share maybe with a, with a broader audience. Nice. Wow. Uh, so forensic pathologist, is that right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. My gosh. I, I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. Now this took a turn. So now I'm really interested in your professions. <laughs> and that's kind of part of the stick of our whole show is, you know, like two coroners, two forensic pathologists showing a bunch of people horror movies. It's it's almost like too perfect. And so we thought, yeah, we got to do this at some point. And we have for the past two years now. Yeah. Nice. Uh, and it's, you know, you mentioned the you know, your love of horror, uh, you know, horror genre, horror movies, you know, kind of, uh, you know, geared you for this uh, career path. Uh, you know, like, can I ask uh, what kind of horror films uh, you, you grew up on? Yeah, um, I mean, you know, we're, me and Dan are of the same age. So, you know, 80s, late 70s, 80s. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I loved growing up. Uh, my my favorite of all time is is The Exorcist. It's kind of like saying your favorite band is The Beatles, but sure. it, it is what it is. Yeah, um, and that's the one that really sold sold me on. It took me three three separate days with friends to watch it. I think in middle school. Wow. Um, I like I like the scary ghost stuff. Dan's a Dan's a big fan of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, so we're a good we're a good duo. Um, I like the spookier kind of artsy stuff. Dan just gets likes to get to the metal of it and uh, yeah. and and get some get some good gore out there. So 
we complement each other. I think, I think really well. Wow. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Leon, uh, before we went live, you were telling me uh, how you guys, uh, you know, really started putting together uh, Six Feet Under Horror Fest. Can, uh, can you share that story? Yeah. So Dan and I have been friends a long time, about 12 years ago, I think we started. Um, I had the first one and we did. I had a cabin up in um, Teller County, up on the top of a mountain, very remote and on 35 acres in the woods. And so. Uh, I invited some friends and, and folks out for a weekend where we did, you know, I think we showed five or six horror films and and had themed meals and cocktails and things throughout the the, the weekend and and played trivia. And it was, you know, eight, ten of us um, had an amazing time. And, and Dan was there and, and we both had such a good time. Dan was like, I got to do this, too. So we started alternating. He would do a summer one. I do a fall one. And we did that for about 10 years. And it got to the point where it was it was so packed that we couldn't I had to turn people down. And so. I did a couple of years where I actually did it as like an auction in my school's, my kids' school's fundraiser. So we're doing it, we're doing it for charity and had such a great time. And as we approached kind of about the 10 year mark, um, Dan and I talked and said, Hey, well, what would this look like if we took it bigger? Like we've kind of refined the recipe here. We know what we're doing. And this was like late 2019, early 2020. And so by the time we started to get a little bit of momentum about what this would look like, of course, we, we, all of our lives were shut down yeah. with the pandemic. And what am I Part of my responsibilities as the coroner was I worked with public health um, during the pandemic to help businesses and schools and and folks navigate what was going on. And and as things were kind of opening back up, um, I had a kind of a friend of a friend who was opening a theater here in town, Roadhouse Cinemas, which is kind of an Alamo mm-hmm. Drafthouse dine in and, and, and movie place. Oh, cool. And they were opening back up. And so I met with them and kind of went over their COVID, COVID protocols and kind of gave him a thumbs up, said, you guys are doing a great job. Um, but I said, like, what are you going to show? Like, there are no movies. There's no wide releases coming yeah. out. And I said, yeah, that's a problem. We have a movie theater, but we have no movies to show. And I said, well, hey, here's a deal. Like, I got a, I got a buddy. We've been doing this thing for a long time. We were about to, we were about to reach out um, to a theater right before COVID. And I said, would you be willing to you know, rent us a theater? Um, I've got a charity event that I can do. Um, I can get the folks in the seats and, you know, we'll show – horror films. Um, and at least it gets people back out to the movies. And they said, Hey, if you can put butts in the seats and get people to eat and drink, um, we'll do it. And so yeah. it was a great way to get kind of the first audiences in a theater without movies to show. And that kind of started the relationship there. And then as things opened back, opened up further, um, we saw that we could, we could sell these things out. And, um, and then we kept kind of growing from there from a, you know, 30 person theater that we probably put 15 people in, up to, you know, the biggest theater that they have there. So it's, it's been an adventure. Um, I certainly wish we didn't have a pandemic, but people are smart and they're creative and they're resilient and and they figure out a way to make things work. And I think Dan and I's biggest thing was when, when we opened back up, would people go to the movie theater? We'd all gotten used to, you know, a year and a half of sitting at home. And for us that, that communal experience for, I mean, I don't speak for Dan, but for me, that's my church. Like that's where I go to feel moved. Right. And it's feel human. And I was afraid that was going to go away. And so for he and I to do maybe a tiny little piece to try to get folks back in the movie theater was great. That oh, that's awesome. That's that's pretty inspirational. Uh, Dan, how do you uh, how do you guys uh, you know, go about like uh, curating your festival? Like what what kind of films do you look for? Um, so we we typically try to find some sort of theme. It can be any theme in horror, actually, probably typed out over 120 different genres of horror that we could actually use for 
show so basically we're set for the rest of our lives Um, (laughs) but um but basically we started out with themes like you know demons um what else leon Uh, monsters i think was our very first Mm -hmm. show Mm -hmm. featuring the blob and splinter yeah Um, yeah. but, but lately um it's been kind of based on our special guests that we've had out so um and in October, we had Jeffrey Combs out, so we showed Reanimator and Would You Rather, two of his movies, um, and then you know and this coming Sunday, January twenty second, we have oh, Linnea Quigley, Linnea Quigley coming out, and so yes. we're going to show two of her movies: Return of the Living Dead and Graduation Day. So it nice. Um, so lately, it's been just based on our special guests, but um, uh, yeah, I mean, it could be any sort of horror. Um, we, we're gen, we're we're gonna try not to do the same type of theme, mm-hmm. um, you know, once and done. You know, we're just gonna move right. on and do something else. Try to think of something inventive if it's not based on um, somebody we're bringing in. Right. Wow. That's that's pretty awesome. Uh, looks like uh, the horror husbands just uh, commented on here. So I'll bring that on. Uh, we are so pumped for this. So great to have something like this in Colorado Springs. Uh, I, I interviewed them a uh, couple weeks ago and uh, they also like, like you guys doing your, your own, uh, you know, in-home uh, kind of curation and, and uh, horror parties. They do that now too. Oh, that's awesome. oh great. Awesome. Yeah. We'll keep it up. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, and, they're uh, big fans of you, of you guys and, and uh, six feet under. So we, well, we'd love to see them come out next Sunday and uh, we'd love to show them a good time. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. And it, it sounds like, um, you know, is it the, the horror fest or uh, Leon, you were talking about the, another uh, program that you guys were curating with the, the theater as well. It sounded like one big party. Yeah. Dan, um, Dan had a great idea. Um, you know, not, not every hard for us to believe, but not everybody loves scary movies, right? Some people find the world scary enough right now as it is, but sure. um, like my <laughs> wife who who is married to a medical examiner and a guy who hosts a horror fest, she can't stand scary movies. And so we wanted something yeah. that we could invite kind of a broader audience to something that would make a good date night. And so Dan had a great idea of, uh, of showing just really, really great, really, really bad movies. And I think any nice. of us who watch, really watch horror have had so mm. many experiences we've watched something that was so terrible yet yeah. like so amazing of an experience particularly yeah. in the group and so uh dan had a great idea of bringing some some uh, some bad but great movies and so we started schlock fest is what we've called it schlock oh. party yes. and so we had our first one in december and showed miami connection which if you haven't seen it is one of the greatest films you'll ever see in your life and I, I think almost everyone in that theater was in tears, crying so hard um, throughout the entire thing. And we played some great trivia. I did a, I did a trivia round of um, of 70s and 80s action stars, um, name the actor, the character in the movie. But all I showed, all I would show on the screen was just their chest hair. So, <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was amazing. And uh, one of my buddies uh, did the. Um, uh, he won, and so I, uh, I I promised him I'd give him a special USB drive of of all the images. So I gave bath bombs, I think, as the prize, so he could enjoy some private time in there. And again, I must reiterate, I had nothing to do with <laughs> the planning of that trivia round. It was gorgeous. It was gorgeous. Um, I loved it. So it was it was an amazing time. It was so no, fun. But, but basically, the theater 
and, and just having a great time. It was, it was awesome. Yeah. Schlock, schlock party. Um, laughter is the best medicine. Mm -hmm. And if you don't yeah. believe me, come to schlock party, which actually our next one will be March 5th mm -hmm. at Roadhouse Cinemas, Colorado Springs, featuring Vampire's Kiss with Nicolas Cage. Nice. So mm -hmm. we're going to, we're still going to do a horror movie, but it's not really <laughs> it's horror only in name only it's more of like just balls out comedy and it's one of the craziest nicholas cage performances ever which is saying so a if lot you've seen, if you've seen things like face off the rock things like yep. that that's nothing in comparison to vampire's kiss so um get ready for another hour and a half of just hysterical laughter non-stop i yeah. I was telling telling you guys before we came on here that that was probably the best I've ever felt in my life, maybe laughing for an hour and a half straight that hard for so long. And it just yeah. kind of just cleared my whole mind and made yeah. me feel so much better. So it was yeah. definitely some amazing medicine. It was it was like Mystery Science Theater live with 40 of your of your best friends. It was great. Right. Right. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. 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 Your cheek muscles hurt. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> that's right. Right. Yeah. I, I love Vampire's Kiss and how appropriate because, you know, in uh, what, in April, Reinfeld, uh, mm -hmm. you know, comes yes. out with also yep. with Nicolas yep. Cage as Dracula. That's Dracula. Yeah. Man, yeah. I, I can see the same schlock level, maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe for that movie as well. Yeah. Oh, I, I here's hoping, right? Yeah. Um, I hope yeah. so. Yeah. Uh, I've been, you know, recently, uh, you know, rediscovering, uh, Nicholas Cage, especially his, his latest string of amazing mm -hmm. independent, uh, horror movies. Plus, mm -hmm. you know, the, um, the comedy that, that he just put out, uh, the, uh, unbearable weight of massive talent. Yes. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. I thought that was absolutely brilliant. The, the Paddington two line always gets me. <laughs> yeah. It's so true. <laughs> that's a that's a great movie. I watched that on an airplane, and it made it made the flight bearable. It was a it was awesome. Nice, yeah. nice, awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah. It sounds like you guys have just an amazing show and and such a, a wonderful community. You know that that comes out and and supports this. Um, you know, you've you've mentioned that uh, you know you know curating these, you're, you're picking from themes and everything. And and you both have uh, you know pretty interesting you know, tastes. Uh, obviously, with uh, Leon more, you, you like the more supernatural, and and Dan, you like more Texas Chainsaw uh, type stuff. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm curious uh, you know, to see if if uh, you know, you can cross over the schlock with the the horror uh, because you know I always find uh, you know horrors uh, to be a little bit more comedic, even when they're not mm -hmm. intended to be. Um, yeah. And uh, obviously B movies and stuff like that, um, that, that might not be so self-aware, but, uh, but I always love that, that scare. And then the, the laughter that comes after that, you know, in a group setting, it's, I think it's, yeah. I mean, yeah, we've had a lot of that with um, things like the blob, for example. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's very, you know, schlock and horror is very, interconnected right um, a lot of the times although we did show dark and the wicked one time and that uh no schlock there but i still think <laughs> yeah. that was probably our best actual horror, horror movie we've ever screened uh, nice. so far in our show just based on pure you know horror that just leaves you um feeling ill almost after you watch oh. it 
Right. Um, but but again, yeah, schlock and horror, very think okay. um being scared kind of elicits mm-hmm. kind of that reaction of wanting right. to laugh right. uh, to try to try to make oneself feel better and so it, right. i think also just kind of the way the human brain works right is kind of the, a big reason for why um horror and kind of comedy um kind of go hand in hand a lot of the time yeah i, I agree i mean when I think of going to the theater, those biggest scares, you jump and then immediately you start laughing because you're like, yeah. oh, man, they got me on that one. They got me. Yeah. And it's I think it, it stimulates, I think, those same centers mm-hmm. in the body. Um, yeah. Yeah. Maybe not for everybody, but certainly for many of us. And uh, and just the joy of that. Um, you know, I got I got a, a 13 and a, an 11 year old, almost 12 year old. And so plenty of times of hiding behind the closet and dad jumps out to scare him. And that's they scream and they immediately start laughing and they're like, oh, I'm going to get you. So, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's that roller coaster feeling, um, right. to do that as a group, I think makes it even better. It's fun to do that, you know, in your basement and watching your own house, but to do it in a group of people with your friends and is a, is a totally different experience. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the part that I think that we relish. Yeah. Right. And I've, I, I've run across a few of our, our fans who, I mean, I have two good friends who they almost didn't come to their first show and I just told them about it. They said, okay, we'll come just, uh, support you and you know mm-hmm. you know who knows maybe it'll be okay <laughs> after the first show they were hooked nice and, like the the guy's wife isn't even a horror fan but i think it was the that group setting the way we turned it into an event with you know the the raffle ticket drawings the trivia yeah um leon and me just being amazing co-hosts you know that's just like <laughs> the most entertaining thing in the world um but yeah, going back to the group mentality of watching something together, it really creates a dynamic you can't recreate when you're just sitting at home alone or, right. you know, with your, your, your spouse just watching it together. It's not that it's a totally different thing. And uh, yeah, we're just happy we can bring um, this community of horror lovers together in the Colorado Springs area and uh, have a good time every few months now, um, especially with the, um, the schlock party added on, we're doing probably about a half a dozen shows a year now. Man, that's, that's, that's awesome. It's, you know, what an amazing, yeah, uh, you know, uh, well, one, yeah, to do that, you, you guys have to have so much, you know, commitment and love for that stuff. I mean, you know, curating yeah. such a, you know, a, a show or series of shows really like that uh, is, is pretty intense. Um, yep, yep. And I, I love going like here in, in Denver, we've got uh, stuff like uh, scream screen, which is amazing uh, with uh, Teresa Mercado at C center. And then also uh, like rainbow cult, uh, which has been, uh, you know, pretty fun, you know, you know, dealing with more like LGBTQ, um, uh, sensibilities and, and that, and, um, it, for, for me as, you know, kind of a straight white male, it's like, it's, it's really insightful. And, uh, you know, cause I'm being opened up to, you know, uh, communities that I normally am not engaging with as much as I should. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it sounds like so much fun. Uh, yeah. So, uh, definitely for everybody that's, uh, watching after this broadcast, Go over to their website. It's it's scrolling down below, uh, and, uh, and and pick up your tickets for next weekend. 
because they are they're going fast, right? You guys, yeah. Are so, um, yeah, six feet under horror fest. Um, there's a big old poster with Linnea Quigley as trash and Return of the Living Dead. Click on that poster and it'll take you right to the ticket sales. We have only feet, uh, five VIP tickets left and about 15 general admission film tickets left. Um, so I wouldn't, if you're really interested in coming next Sunday, I wouldn't wait around and hope that some are left in a week. Um, so right. yeah, but yeah, please do help, help us sell out this uh, next event. Nice. No, that's, that's awesome. The, uh, yeah, <laughs> the horror husbands keep uh, chiming in. Um, Oh yeah, they they intend on on being there. Yes. Next, next All right, week. horror husbands. Yay. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Lenea is the queen of the midnight movies, and then uh, she is. She uh, is. My my partner with Kofo, uh, you know Brett. Uh, do you ever see gore on the screen and compare it to real life? Dead? All the time. Yeah. All the yeah. time. You know, given given our jobs, there's there's a couple components to it. Um, you know, one, I remember being at one of the Resident Evil's um, films and seeing it. And it was like, I don't know, like 50 zombies were killed or something. And she was just mowing through them. And my first thought was like, oh, it wasn't all the gore. It was like, oh, my God, that'd be a horrible day. Like, that's a horrible Monday. If we yeah. had to deal with like 50 <laughs> killed zombies that we had to autopsy. And so when we when we do watch, it's uh, you, you can certainly separate the two. But there's a certain component though when you see a really well done gore scene, mm. um, or even in particular an autopsy scene. Um, mm. There are so yeah. many terrible autopsy scenes out there. Most, um, one of the best that, we, that exists, honestly, is his Reanimator. There's his. There's is pretty mm -hmm. good. Um, and so we we definitely you see it. And you're like that's not even at all how that that works. You should at least try. Like give it a good a good effort um, to do it, but. It, sometimes it's impressive how well how well people do and then other times it's it's not even close yeah. most um, but, of the time pretty bad um like yeah. leon said we just saw reanimator in october with jeff combs who was there and um they had an autopsy scene it was pretty good with exception of the fact that they were able to open the head in about two seconds yeah. which that's not true um <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of scalp and a lot of bone to get through and it usually takes several minutes for a, a highly trained technician to do that um but the brain itself looked pretty good i thought um i i, I would recommend the autopsy of jane doe as a really good oh okay. horror movie that kind of portrays um you know the morgue and the dead body pretty pretty decently pretty uh um, about as realistically as I've seen it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Guillermo so. del Toro has a new series on Netflix right. and there's an episode dedicated to an autopsy. And that, it, that entire thing with tiny exceptions was almost indistinguishable from a real autopsy. That was good too. It's phenomenal. Yeah. It's a wow. really, really good one. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that episode with F Murray Abraham and they really yes. you know, lingered mm -hmm. on that, that setting for such yeah. a long time. And I was <laughs> Yeah, I was just like sitting there, holy crap, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, luckily I was kind of swept up in the story, but you know, if I just sat there and fixated on on the, you know, the uh, what was going on on uh, the autopsy table, I was like, man, I, I could really get lost in in uh, you know the special effects. Yeah, and stuff yeah, really there. But uh, but it's it's pretty impressive to to hear too that you know there's there was a lot of you know accuracies. Um, we. You, when when you're you know, kind of thinking on that too, 
Um, like, do you ever, uh, you know, do trivia on, on, uh, like, uh, you know, accurate and inaccurate, uh, autopsy scenes? We haven't no, done we that yet. Yeah, I've done that. Yeah. I teach at UCCS. I'm a professor there as well. And so I teach a cool. class on the investigation of injury and death. And so I wrap a lot of my lectures around, here's how it really works. Here's how you see it on TV or even some sort of critical analysis. I'll show them videos of CSI after they've learned what we're supposed to do and then say, how did they, what did they do wrong? How did they, how did they screw it up? Um, right. And even with a bit of minimal amount of training and, and seeing it, they're like, oh my God, this is all completely wrong. Um, right. which makes it fun for them, helps reinforce kind of the right ways to do things. Do you, um, you know, and with that too, with, with you know, uh, stuff like that being so, um, you know, so commonplace in horror movies and procedural dramas and stuff like that. Um, have you guys ever had the opportunity to, to lend your, your talents as a consultant on uh, productions? Yeah, actually. So I do, I do quite a bit of true crime. So I've, I was in John Bonet documentary and um, Mm -hmm. I did like nine seasons of homicide hunters with Lieutenant Joe Kenda. So I do a lot of theirs, but, but Dan is the only one who who's actually now been in a, in a um, fictional horror film. No Uh, kidding. He can tell you all about that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, So these local guys in the Springs um, finally decided to go through with uh, a zombie movie. They've been planning for 10 years or so. And um, just, you know, Ralph Giordano, the Independent Film Society of Colorado president, if sock, um, he got to know Leon and me over the past few years with our festival. And um, we've helped him out with being a sponsor for if sock. Nice. Um, so to show appreciation, he gave us both roles in their movie that they shot. <clears throat> what a month or two ago and uh, yeah they're still shooting they're still in production. They're still technically shooting i think they'll have a rough um print end of march but leon unfortunately couldn't make it but um mm. i was cast as the surgeon in a scene where um there's a fight between two of the characters in the operating room and mm. um i'm performing open heart surgery on this person and um one of the person's heads is almost stuck into the person's chest cavity and then i try to stop him but then he like basically bitch slaps me really hard and i go flying across the room (laughs) and that was essentially my my role in the film um i'm all gowned up with a mask on and all that yeah you can't even tell it's me but um we did about five takes of me flying to the ground and every time i would land on my my left wrist and so i have some some uh, deb- debilitating injuries on my left wrist now from my uh, <laughs> he's like tom cruise he does his own stunts <laughs> I, I yeah and they're like yeah and the, the, the little they said hey do you want like a mattress to fall down on when you fall on the hard ground i said yeah that'd be great and so they bring me this like like two millimeter thick mat that you oh. use in like gym class in the third yeah, grade yeah you and oh. uh, so they gave me that to, oh, to, man. to fall down on five yeah. times. And so yeah. you're definitely going to hurt yourself. Oh, jeez. Yeah. But, you, you know, anything, you anything Herman, for horror, Herman. anything for horror films, you know, we're I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that, that's really cool that you guys are getting involved in the, you know, the, the local film scenes, too, you know, and yeah. being able to support them, uh, you know. 
hopefully uh, you guys can uh, host uh, some some of the local screenings of you know some of the the local fairs that are being produced. Oh yeah, yeah if, that, if if that movie that Ralph made, yeah, if that comes out and they want a screening, we'll we'll definitely consider a, a special screening just for that film. Nice. It's, called the, it's called The Descendants is the name of the film. The Descendants? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sweet. The, uh, yeah, with, with Next Sunday, I mean, you, you mentioned like two films. I think there's a total of four, correct? So, yeah. So thanks for bringing that up. So kind of the what we do, we, we show two full-length films. Mm-hmm. But actually one of the one of my favorite parts of each event is actually selecting – um, a handful of short films that are submitted through Film Freeway, which is kind of the the gold standard for directors submitting their their films to festivals. Um, so, so starting last year, last April, I believe, I started um, screening short films submitted to us um, and started showing usually about four films again every event, and um, we started voting for best short film as well and. So whoever wins that gets a nice little laurel, six feet under laurel for their um, for their posters. Cool. Um, and uh, so we've selected five really strong films, including um, one called Turn Around by a local filmmaker, Adam Rains, that we've shown nice. four or five of his previous films um, already in pr- uh, prior events. So we're going to show his as well as four other shorts from really around the world we even have one from uh, the netherlands um called shut which is um if you've seen the taking of deborah logan um if you're creeped out by dementia which is really um it's it's terrifying because it's a real life thing you know and uh so i think dementia horror is always terrifying but no that's going to be a really strong um selection that is gonna freak out a lot of people on sunday so don't miss it. We want you to get freaked out. Right, right. Wow, that's that's awesome. The uh, in in the, at at the Roadhouse too. Uh, do you guys have like a custom menu or anything like that? No, they, they have. We have a full service menu. They their staff has been phenomenal. They they argue and I think debate over who gets to mm-hmm. who gets to run our events. Oh, and cool. so, um, you know, they get to meet the filmmakers as well, and they always do such a nice job. If you've ever been in there. I mean, they're running around serving people in the dark, up and down stairs. Um, and so they, they've been incredible to work with. Their, their head of IT, the person who does the, the, runs the, the projectors and everything, yeah. has, been, has been phenomenal to work with. So they've, been a, they've certainly been a good partner um, throughout this. That's really honestly figuring out what the heck we're doing here. But um, they, they've, been, they've been really good, good to us and, and, and fun, uh, make it a fun event and, and runs very, very, very smoothly. We had one event, we had Brandon Christensen, who's a director come in, he was supposed to come into town and flights got canceled and uh, storms and all this kind of stuff. So we, they set up mm-hmm. a giant zoom with, uh, with him and his entire cool. uh, cast. He had filmed it during COVID. So I think there were only four or five actors in the film. Wow. And so he set up a zoom with them and everybody was on the screen at once. So, we're doing a great big Zoom call with uh, with him and, and all of his his cast, and so it was it was fun. And then then, then of course the storm comes and the power goes out in the middle of it, and oh. anything that could go wrong in a horror movie went wrong that day, and yet we pulled yeah. it off. And it was an amazing time. Oh man, that's awesome! That that that's fantastic. 
I, I think uh, next week the forecast is uh, supposed to be uh, relatively warm, except for I think there's snow on on Friday or something. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully we'll we'll have a good uh, good weather with a good turnout. Right, right. I mean that's that's the chances we take too, like uh, in January. Yeah, here in Colorado, or with a live yeah. event. Um, none of it's recorded. It's all there. So we just roll with whatever happens, which makes yep. it fun too. Yeah. Yeah. That's, oh man, that's awesome. It, it, and, and then uh, on the schlock side, you've got uh, uh, Vampire's Kiss uh, mm-hmm. for, for March. Uh, what's what's next uh, for uh, Six Feet Under Horror Fest after that? Well, um, still a little up in the air. We got most of our stuff um, decided on for this year. Um, so after um our schlock party in march um early april i believe it's the second leon um we're having um actress toby poser and her husband john adams i know it's the second president of the united states that but that's his name john adams um they're kind of a um husband and wife um acting uh pair i guess if you want to call it that um and we're going to show two of their movies one's hellbender um we're still deciding on the second one but it'll be one of theirs um they're very high quality more slow burner type movies more introspective um very high quality though they always have great ratings on rotten tomatoes and imdb um hellbender though definitely um if you haven't seen that one um log in and you know find a trailer for it it's a it's a really cool creepy kind of witchcrafty type uh movie uh starring toby poser and her daughter um um, unfortunately her daughter couldn't be there um for this show because she started college at nyu Uh, so um yeah so yeah toby and john will be here in april and then um something we're really excited for and the first time we're going to start this um in the summer, June, July, something like that. We haven't figured out the date, but we're going to have a whole short film festival, just short films. Um, most of them are going to be hand-selected from the Telluride Horror Show from last October. Leanne and okay. I kind of picked our favorites um, that we we like the most from the Telluride Horror Show. We've reached out and gotten um, really good response from all these directors who want to take part. Um, we're probably going to have four or five of the filmmakers actually show up in person and nice. uh, be part of the festivities, which, you know, I was honored just for them to respond and say, Hey, yeah, we want to be part of this thing. Cause we're just a small little event that's been around for a few years. We don't have too much, um, you know, not too many people have heard of us yet. I, I would imagine. So it's always a very humbling that these directors and producers um, agree to be part of it. And usually they're very, you know, enthusiastic as well about it. Um, But we're going to have basically three one hour blocks of short films throughout the day. Um, Kind of the same format with trivia and all that. But um, instead of just having full length features, we're going to just have, uh, I want to call it the short stravaganza. Ooh, I know nice. Leon loves all my crazy, stupid names. I think of for, for all of our events, <laughs> um, but um, yeah. So that's June, and then October is still up in the air. Um, that's actually our biggest show of the year, usually, just because it's the you know our Halloween theme show. But um, 
that's still up in the air. We have a few ideas and it's just a matter of who can, who can make it and what I, what other ideas we might, you know, have in our back pocket. Cool. That sounds awesome. Yeah. You know, with, with the, the, the shorts, um, you know, uh, edition, um, you know, it sounds like most of it's already curated, but are there any openings for other uh, local filmmakers to submit? Um, not really for that one. We've pretty much filled up um, the hunt 180 minutes uh, that we, that we, we plan to do. But the good thing is the good news is every few months I'll open up our film freeway submissions um, for anyone to, to submit. And then I'll, through our website, through Facebook, um, Instagram directors and producers are always welcome to contact us directly about nice. screening, whatever they have for us. I love, I love screening all of these submissions that we get, you know, some, some are not great. Right. Whereas some, some are amazing. And again, just, I'm, I, I'm just left speechless that they would submit their stuff to us. And again, it's very humbling and it's yeah, really, really one of the best, and most rewarding things for me and Leon could probably agree that, you know, just meeting all these people since we've been doing this, you know, the people at Roadhouse, yeah. these directors, these actors that we've had come in, um, people around the state, you know, Ted Wilson from Telluride, you, for example, today. And thank you, by the way, again, for having us. Um, yeah, just making those connections and just meeting all these really great people who share that love of horror um, has been the most rewarding thing. And we're not going to go away because this is really our hobby. You know, if we have to go back to six people in our basement watching something together, we'll just do that again. But it looks like it's, you know, on the uptick. And, you know, yeah. people are loving that we're doing it and we're, um, we're glad that we can be able to do it for them. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. I, you know, yeah. Us over here at the uh, Colorado festival of horror, like, you know, and we commented on, on this, you know, before we went live was, you know, we've got such an amazing horror community, so much talent in this state, you know, from film to novelists, uh, you know, I, you know, arguably, you know, we've got like the number one uh, haunt haunted house community and, we were talking about uh, yeah, escape rooms too. Mm -hmm. Apparently, we've got yeah, number one yeah yeah for uh, yeah mm -hmm. the amount of escape rooms in the state too. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, comparatively to, to everybody else in the U.S. Um, so a lot of people are escaping from trying to escape from <laughs> rooms. Oh no! <laughs> but uh, yeah, keeps locksmiths in in uh, yeah. you know in uh, high demand, right? <laughs> But, uh, but it's, it's, it's always good to, I, you know, I find my experiences, you know, it's always good to, to reach out and be able to, you know, to support each other, you know, and all the cool things, you know, that we've got going on in the community and, and really, you know, share all that magic. Yep. Yeah. I agree. agree. I think that's one of the things we love about the, the shorts is that it, we have the opportunity to bring in some folks who haven't necessarily had a platform like, right. like we have to show their films mm -hmm. And shorts, you know, horror is great, I think, because for many reasons, but one of them is because there's is a really relatively low threshold to get into it. It's a place where a lot of great directors, some of our best directors and our, our actors started out. Um, and and I think as particularly in the last, let's say, five to 10 years, we've seen horror that's come from the perspectives that we haven't seen before. 
right. um, and from groups that haven't had a seat at the table and had the chance to tell their stories. And, um, and I think we love that piece of it too. Is there's nothing better than seeing someone else's perspective on the world and film in general does that for you. And I think horror does it in particular because it allows groups or even individuals who haven't, you know, maybe they don't have the budget. They don't have the, the name recognition to make something that's three, five minutes long that can give you a jolt and impact you mm -hmm. and, and see the world from their perspective. I think some of the ones that we saw at, at Telluride that were really good were from the female perspective, which we haven't seen a lot of in horror, um, but yeah. until the last few years, um, things like Promising Young Woman and, and, and mm -hmm. films like that, that were just freaking awesome. Um, and so I think that's exciting for us too. We could always sit and watch, you know, Night of the Living Dead, but to have the opportunity to show these films and, and meet these filmmakers. And then, and some of these folks are young and, you know, they've, they've been showing these movies on their home TV for their parents. And now they get to see it on this giant screen at a real right. movie theater with an audience of 110 people yeah. and then get up in front of this group and talk about it um, to be able to be part of that and, and provide that opportunity for a young filmmaker is mm -hmm. it's, it's the best feeling ever. Um, it's yeah, to, to add on what Leon just said, um, yeah, we've showcased a, a number of local filmmakers already, including uh, a guy named Joey Partridge, who's actually come on and has loved the the event so much, everything we do that you know he's actually uh, one of the judges now for our our shorts that we that we have to screen. So. Um, he loved it so much that, you know, I gave him a role. <laughs> but um, uh, one of our events, we showed, I believe, three of his short films all in one event. And mm -hmm. when we brought him up to talk about his films in front of everyone, we were, everyone was clapping and, you know, huge ovation. And later cool. he said, Dan, dude, you guys made me feel like a rock star. I never thought I'd be able to have this sort of opportunity. And that's just, again, I mean, that that's alone just things like that you know moments yeah. like that make it all worthwhile um because i mean from my perspective they're doing something for us by giving us short films to to show to our right. audience but then when you realize that you're it's kind of a mutual thing it's uh even that more rewarding yeah yeah most definitely it's yeah yeah horror as a genre it's it's one of those uh platform well it's one of those genres that i find is probably just the most uh accessible mm -hmm. you know you you can you know make a, an award-winning film you know and it picks up all the awards but next year nobody's going to really remember it or talk about it but if it's you know something horror based or something it it's it's got shelf life even if nobody really picks up on it you know on its first release you know it's right it's one of those things that you can just keep revisiting and it 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 rears its head again you know a generation or two down mm -hmm. the road um yeah you know, after finding its its uh, audience yeah that, i think that's one of the the beautiful things like you know same thing for you know novels and comic books and just all its forms it's it's that genre that keeps getting revisited. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, and in our house, it's, it's, I mean, like I said, I have, I have two kids and my son's, he's about to turn 12 and you know, he can't see it all, but he can right. see some of it and to see it through his eyes and to introduce him to some of these films that impacted me when I was a kid and to see him have that same sort of visceral experience and then immediately do what I did at that age, which was like, how did they do that? Like how they make that eyeball pop out? how they make that blood do right. that? 
And so he, I got him a, a Fangoria subscription for like his 11th birthday. And so oh, cool. he cannot wait. Every time the issue comes, he gets it and we read it together and I read it and he reads it and we talk about it. And he's got to come to some of the fests. He can't come to all, but, but he, he can come to some and, and you're right. They rediscover it. And it has that, that same timeless impact on them. Um, and those, those movies that made those, I mean, we all remember when we saw like the thing for the first time or, yeah. um, you know, some of these, some of these specific moments in movies. I remember yeah. in, in like grade school, we, we discovered Fright Night and I watched Fright Night. I can't even tell you how many times to the point where I forced all of my friends over summer break and my cousins to reenact the entire thing from beginning to end. And I got to be Charlie, Charlie Brewster. And we had memorized every line of that film and we did it all in the backyard. Um during the summer and like you don't like you said nobody's gonna sit down and watch shakespeare and love again like who cares but but you're gonna watch some of these movies again and again and again and they're gonna be watching them in, in 50 years um yeah you know yeah and it's uh they they truly are timeless because what they deliver when you watch them particularly at, at relatively young ages are these impressionable ages is something you can't get anywhere else that you remember yeah. them forever yeah yeah oh very much so man that's that's awesome um yeah now i'm interested uh what movies are you guys you know introducing to your kids <laughs> um we went oh we went and saw megan last week which was oh cool awesome i yeah. loved it i love it was so right. funny it's a perfect sort of introductory to horror it's hilarious it's got a couple good jump scares it's creepy it's really well done yeah um and i'm probably not a good judge like i'm a forensic pathologist and i watched you know Texas Chainsaw when I was way too young. And so that's often an item of discussion at my house with mom. I'm like, Hey, he can watch it. And she's like, he cannot watch that. <laughs> so I'm always pushing the envelope a little bit, but he, he, uh, he has a good uh, attitude towards it and he understands what's real and what's not. And he, he loves it the same way I do, but um, he's seen the exorcist. We haven't, we haven't got, we don't do any of the body horror. We don't do any of the stuff that's got a strong sexual component to it. Um, I don't right. want to, the idea that that's what dating looks like in life. And so no, no saws and stuff like that yet, but um, he enjoys a good conjuring. He enjoys a good, um, a good spooky. We saw Nope. Um, he saw, Ooh, good. saw us. So he's, he's seen a lot of the really good elevated stuff. I pushed the limits a little bit with barbarian this year. I took him to see that and, Okay. Yeah. Sneak, sneak him in a little bit, but um, he loved it and uh, nice. talked about it nonstop. Nice. That that's awesome. Dan, do you have kids? I don't. That's probably a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's uh, yeah, probably so. Then you can watch Texas Chainsaw to your heart's content anytime he wants. <laughs> See, my plan worked out perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah uh well yeah, yeah when it comes to horror like uh the original texas chainsaw is my favorite because that is one that i can mm. still go back and watch and every time it still gives me nightmares mm. so it's yeah, yeah it might not be something that you know everybody recognizes as you know something likable but because it has that visceral yeah. experience oh, with it, yeah you keep going back to it um and uh yeah it's it's incredibly unnerving and it's so, for me, it's so masterfully done because there's no gore in the original. Yeah, there really but, isn't. But it's it, the way it's shot and and how it's conveyed and, and presented just gets underneath my skin. And it's like, oh, man, you know, oh, something, something's clicking and clacking. 
not sure what that is. <laughs> I don't but, know. Maybe a ghost. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's getting really creepy around here. Yeah, I noticed the the the, uh, the it's starting to get a little dim, and it's only uh, you know two o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting freaked out like we're on Unfriended Part Two or something. Uh, let's yeah, let's definitely not not go that route, right? <laughs> What's going on? Nice, but uh, just real quick. Uh, oh, uh, the empty crypt uh, showed up, and there's like, sorry, I'm late, guys. So he's saying hello. It's okay, the empty crypt. We love you. <laughs> But um, you know, we're we're just about ready to to wrap it up. Um, again, for everybody uh, you know out there that's seeing this, make sure you go to sixfeetunderhorrorfest.com to get your the remaining tickets. There's only just like what two or three, so you know you know hurry up and and uh, you know get those tickets and and we'll we'll be seeing you next next weekend, right? Yeah. Any, yeah. any other uh, words or uh, anything else that you guys want to uh, share? We're all ready to go for Sunday. So you better be too, guys. And yeah. uh, we promise to make it fun and creepy and memorable. Yep. And if you can't make it, you got something going on. You don't get a ticket. You can't stand to miss You know, next week's round of football. That's okay because the beauty of our fest is it's every three to four months. And uh, get back together and, and jump on with us. And once you come, rarely do people not come back. Nice. Nice. <laughs> and we, we like to think of ourselves as a family. So come yeah. be part of our yeah. our creepy, dysfunctional family and uh, and uh, visit that's, that's, us on I Facebook. think that's the definition of a cult, actually, when you have a creepy, dysfunctional family. <laughs> but come, come join our well, cult then. Sometimes it's family, yeah. too. They're dysfunctional. They're just, you yeah, don't, exactly. But you don't have to leave your, your uh, biological family behind or anything. You can go home <laughs> at the end of the night. We're not going <laughs> to dress you up in cloaks and stuff and yeah. you don't have slaughter to have animals your, and all that. Your bank information or anything right. like that. No. Or give away your your uh, you know your earthly possessions. No, just have a good time. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, Dan, Leon, uh, thanks so much for, for coming on and, and sharing so much of, you know, what you guys do and, and how you cur- uh, curate your show and, and making it such a, a wonderful, you know, communal event. Um, yeah, I appreciate you being so generous with your time. No Absolutely. problem. Thanks, thanks Dan, so much for having us on. Yeah, this is great. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, stick around for a few minutes while we sign off, but, uh, yeah, just wanted to say uh, thanks to everybody that uh, that tuned in, and of course, I uh, want to say thanks to our sponsors. Uh, you know, Mutiny Information Cafe. If you're going to you know, start a revolution, make sure you're caffeinated. And of course, uh, uh, Hellfire Entertainment. Thanks for sharing us on your social media, uh, Groovy TV, and our friends at uh, Alien Donut Films to um, Angela and Bill over there, and then uh, also uh, my producers, uh, uh, Lily Fisher. Amanda Armstrong and uh, Stefan Santa Cruz. Thanks so much for your help guys. And uh, to everybody that tuned in, uh, you know, make sure you, you go uh, to the website to six feet under horror, uh, uh, six feet under Get your tickets. Now it is next Sunday. It is not <laughs> to be missed. Gosh, darn it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and for everybody out there, Have a great day. Have a great rest of your weekend. Uh, Take care of each other during tough times. And uh, yeah, stay spooky. We'll talk to you soon. See See you guys. Have a good one. Make sure to check out our Facebook and website for the updates on Colorado Festival of Horror.
September 15th through the 17th.